on the 26th of may 2016 i woke up mm, took my bath uh, dressed up and went to the office um, i was working at a startup uh, company like a digital marketing company a startup digital marketing company global co and um, i went to the office on that day uh, it was a wishy-washy day i don't think i ate anything before going to the office because um i was i was staying at an apartment face me i face your apartment i i basically had only a rug And a few, I think I had I had a bag and a rug where I could lie down. I had no bed, no other thing in the apartment. So, uh, but I had my uh, buckets and uh, toothbrush, so I brushed my teeth and dressed up with the clothes I had and went to the office. The office was not very far from where I stay, so I think about in about 30 minutes I was already in the office. Got to the office, did the pleasantries. And then I think about 10 a.m. into my work hours, I received a mail from uh, my boss's secretary at that time. And the mail said, your services are no longer required. Effective immediately, basically. So um, it came as a shock to me because i don't think i've <laughs> i don't think i've ever been fired from a job before because well I, I i haven't been fired from a job before because that was the first job i actually had like that felt like a job so when i got that mail i i think i froze because um i wasn't expecting it uh, because i had a very good relationship with my boss um I could I could almost call myself as one of his right hand men or something, but at the point in our relationship, I I think I I I got way above my pay grade in terms of critiquing his decisions and whatnot, and I think that was the backlash for that. So I think the weekend before I'd, we had a meeting where I critiqued a decision I felt was going wrongly. Uh, because of what I felt was a trust we had together, uh, but I, I did I think I did that publicly, like in the meeting, and I think that got to him. And so the week after I, which was the twenty fifth of May, I got the email that I was fired. So I packed up my stuff, and mind you, I was fired from a job that was paying me less than forty thousand a. Specifically, thirty thousand now. Um, so I was fired, and I had to leave the office. I felt really—I laughed it off. Like um, I first, I first went around to some other colleagues, and I was like, "Yo, look at the mail I got." I actually went to the secretary herself, and was like, "Is this right? Like, <laughs> is this right? This is—I just received this email from you. Are you—are you sure this?" 
this came from the boss himself and she was like yes uh she didn't look me straight in the face she just said yes that was the directive of uh the boss so i was like okay i felt a really deep spring in my heart like i felt really it, it was painful because here i was freshly out of after nysc and what i thought was a job that i could build on was now gone I had an apartment that I basically just had a rug and nothing in the apartment and I think um, I had paid for that apartment like a month or two back and when I say I've paid for the apartment, reminder that it's a face me I face your apartment so uh, I think I paid about how much did I get an apartment I think about 8,000 like the entire package yeah I think the rent was about 40 42 or so so the entire package was like eighty thousand. So that in in my head that was that was big money. Like, so I was like, damn, damn, son, what what next? So I left the office and um, uh, I called the first person that came to my mind, which was a colleague, who who basically was like a big brother to me. Um, he's always the voice of reasoning I always go to because he has this uh, tendency to first wash you down like let you know why what you're doing is wrong then he advises you and he's not really very forceful with it like is that you take it or not at the end of the day it's still your decision so but and we used to work together he used to be in the same office with me before but he left earlier so i called him i was like yo bros it don't happen no you don't fire me and he burst <laughs> he burst into laughter like seriously i said ah that was how and so we see him more you know and I was like, well, that's good. I was like, good for what? I just got an apartment. There's nothing in my apartment. I don't have stove. I don't have uh, pots or cooking utensils. And I, I don't know where, where next to... As I don't have money to start with. Besides, I think, a little money I saved up or something from NYSC and stuff. And you're saying it's okay. He was like, yeah, it's okay. Because... If you hadn't, if you're not fired, you probably would not even look outside for something better. And I was like, true, but <laughs> let's, let's focus on what's, what's in hand, on hand right now. So he told me, okay, um, I think he gave me directions to come where I could go and meet him. And then we talked over it. I felt good, you know, he, he, he was, he's that kind of a person who, before, you know, he brings up plenty gist and, you know, he just forgets every other thing. So that happened and then i think i went home he gave me some money uh, i went home uh got something to eat i think that night was like the first night that i actually consciously thought about my future like because and i think i did that because at that point i was quite lost I'd laughed throughout the day because we he basically the friend he basically joked about it you know just told me keep your head up this is basically a good opportunity for you to look outside for something better because it's not you know you don't because he he told me okay personally he thinks I don't I'm not the kind of greedy person like I'm not somebody who just who is striving to want to make it or something. So I would easily have been comfortable in that job and not worry about anything as long as 
it, it was basically meeting some of my needs in in a way so tell me it's a good thing because now i'll be forced to want to get something just not to remain a destitute on others so the night of the 25th of may was like the first night in my life where i consciously thought about my future and i i i thought about it in in a sense that i i have always been a very realistic person i like optimism like don't get me wrong i like optimism but i like it with those things like a tinge bit of uh pessimism pessimism right rather like i, I don't like just being all wide-eyed and saying oh the future is bright bright shine on my eye blah 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 no i like it like the future could be good but you know you have to actually make an effort for it to be good so that kind of mentality so this was me jobless fresh out of nyc jobless in an apartment a face my face your apartment meaning i basically had to share toilet with about um, to say about eight folks you know and when i mean share toilet it's not it's not as if you're going into a jacuzzi or something you could share a jacuzzi or uh, and a sweet toilet with, but this is a pit toilet so this was me uh fired from work alone single because i don't even get my entire relationship at any point in my life so single fired from work and alone with my thoughts and i think that night i imagined the worst i mean like like this this could be it for me like i could probably just decide okay um hi maybe i should just borrow money and go home because I was the only one in Lagos when it comes to my family, like my immediate family, I had no one else. Um, so I thought to myself, okay, how does this work now? Because right now I, I, I have no prior firing experience. <laughs> like I've never been fired before and got a job. So I wouldn't know how the process is. So this, this meant I had to relearn, I had to learn rather the process. So I decided, okay what's my thoughts saying to me and my thought was telling me dude you're fucked <laughs> uh and um i don't remember praying to be honest i just remember speaking like i'm, I'm not a very religious person i think most people know i'm not i mean i'm not very religious i'm not the uh go for what they call it go for crusade level kind of religious my kind of prayers are always me talking is more like a soliloquy to god you know i don't go and say oh father lord jesus i probably just say ah god so how do you want to do this now you know you have to help your son something like that so it was just me conversing i was on the rug the bear rug and with my bag my bag was like my pillow at that point in time I spread i had this blanket that i i spread on the rug so it was like a makeshift bed a little bit comfy if you consider that kind of thing comfy so um i was there with my thoughts i don't remember crying or anything i just felt very lost like i felt i was i was bordering on being hopeless you know because this was a new experience to me it was not something i had gone through before 
and this was life generally like i, I think I've, I've faced failure before like the failure i faced when i got into uni lauren and was i had to draw out to uh, i was asked to leave because my cgpa in my first year was really really bad that was one of my lowest points in life at that point but at that point i was still very dependent on my parents so as low as it was i could easily run back to them and be like oh i'm still your responsibility so here i am take care of me cuddle me and stuff but now that was no longer an option i had to face this on my own and to be honest it was not something i was ready to face so on that night on the 25th of may i i basically talked to myself you know lost as i was i basically talked to myself and was like okay you don't have anything figured out now and you don't know how the future would build but before you get there maybe you should just keep quiet and just see how things would go so um i don't think i think i slept quite early that night i don't don't remember having any bad dreams or anything i just i just remember waking up the next morning and feeling that because i was already used to the waking up early go prepare and waking up and wanting to do that only to realize oh shit we don't have a job dude (laughs) and i was just uh shit uh shit and that was it so i remember that feeling and it, it really made me sad but the thing the thing is um the long and short of all this is that i found out that in my most lost moment what helped what helped was the people i had around me and first and foremost that was my former colleague his name is mr dakpo I, I i don't think i would have been able to survive if i if he wasn't around because i decided okay since this means i have to go back into the markets now it was time to start shipping for jobs and stuff i remember one particular time i had to go for an interview i had to borrow his shirt like i literally had to borrow his shirt and he actually dashed me like his shoe so that i could go he actually gave me transport fare for the particular interview i got to that interview and you know what was worse it was one of those glnd crap i felt really bad i had to start walking down the road and just i was just branching into any office i just see that looks nice dropping my cv and stuff but i had that support system in him I also had the support system in my parents, although, and here's the catch, although I didn't tell them immediately that I was fired from my job. I think I, I, did I even tell them? I'm not even sure I told them. I think what I told them was I changed job or something. I don't know. I don't know, but I remember not telling them immediately uh, until like, I think four months after or so. But I think they they were a kind of support system because i knew in my heart of hearts that if at any point it got overwhelming for me i could run back home even as a man that i was claiming that i am (laughs) i knew i could run back home to them i knew i could just go back to my room and be like look 
I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, so please, you guys just figure it out for me. So that I think that idea lodged at the back of my mind helped me through that time because I felt I have to see this through. But at any point that I feel that this is becoming overwhelming, nothing is working out, then I had a support system to say, oh, I could always go back home and my family will be all arms open to accept me and you know tell me sweet nothings into my ears like oh it'll be all right and stuff and that support system helped so this one is for anybody listening to this who feels lost if you feel lost whether it's a job kind of uh, lost if whether it's relationship whether it's uh, if you feel lost if you're in that that place of excuse me that place of supposed hopelessness i just want to ask you to do one thing and that thing is this try try to take yourself out of that situation and don't go and look into the future no that's 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 not necessary take yourself out of that situation and look around you for those people who actually support you draw strength from them those those uh, you don't have to go physically to them and start drawing strength or something you don't have to be with them physically to draw strength from them but draw strength from them mentally think about them think about how much (coughs) sorry about that how much you know these folks believe in you and how much you also believe in yourself because they believe in you and remember that at any point in time where you feel lost the take is this it won't be easy definitely to not be a walk in the park chances are there are people who would be listening to this who actually don't think they have that support system but truth is we all do they might not come to us in the way we expect them they might not be i had my family i had mr dakpo yours might be different yours your family might not even be there your family might not be your support system your support system could easily be your landlord (laughs) you know your landlord greeting you every morning with a smile on his face which is rare i know i know it's very rare (laughs) but greeting every morning with a smile on your on his face and asking you uh oh how how is the job search and you'll be like "Ah, daddy i've not seen anything no and you think and your back of your mind you think he's worried probably worried about getting his house rent but you are not sure he probably is actually genuinely concerned about you so take yourself out of the situation and look around for your support system and draw strength from them because to be honest nobody can go this alone and and that's the, that, i think that's just the fact as strong as most of us are nobody can go this alone if you if you don't have i think it it boils down to a support system because as much as you're drawing strength from them i think it's it's neutral because they also draw strength from you so when they see that you're drawing strength from them they have that courage to do the same from you and it balances out and you see people keep moving forward so this one is for anybody feeling lost i am recording what's numerically is my 31st episode but because of the way i numbered my episode this is 030 so this is my 30th episode 
which to me is a milestone because i started this podcast with the idea that i like my voice too much and i thought everybody else would so i was really really cocky and like damn i also started it because i felt i was a little bit lazy about writing i always want to put out my thoughts out there you know but writing felt too hard working you know because i have to now articulate it make sure the sentence is correct and whatnot and you're like ah. so i know just say it and this is where we are i am on my 30th episode granted there are some episodes that basically shouldn't have been episode but last last we can't all of them join <laughs> but my 30th episode and one one thing i feel one thing i feel i've learned so far is that life keep keeps moving despite whatever you're going through you know you might be going through the toughest of toughest situation right now but the world doesn't stop for you and i think when you understand that you you learn to just carry whatever you're going through and move with the world while still trying to sort out your baggage so it's not to stop and sort out your baggage thingy is where you have to carry that baggage with you with that strength that you're drawing from those around you from your support system and you keep moving and while you're going you're sorting out the baggage and be like okay this shit doesn't work it on the wayside this shit doesn't work and i think as you do that before you get to a point you notice that you you feel lighter and to me that's i think that's what success brings you know as you you start with a full baggage where that like, keeps weighing you down but as you keep going and keep sorting them throwing what you don't need away you get to a point where it becomes lighter and you're able to move on on the journey freely so this is for anyone who has baggages and if you feel like it's weighing you down just know it's not forever um 20, the 25th of may felt like forever to me to, to be honest that day that night felt like the whole world had caved in and this is the thing i couldn't even like where i feel i am now i couldn't see it on that day no form of introspection could make me see where i am now i don't think i ever envisioned it and that's the thing where i am now it doesn't even feel like something because yeah because most of us do it we compare and contrast with every other person's life and we see some lives and we'll be like damn this person is doing so well so why the shit why the hell am i here but still i look back and back dude you were actually there and now you're here but will you shut the fuck up and keep moving you know so like it's a common saying no condition is permanent besides uh, illness or something but i think that's the truth understand that the world doesn't stop because of your problem so instead you adapt you move with the world while sorting them out and keep drawing strength from those you love those who love you which is quite important so you could draw strength from those you love only if they love you if they don't love you then they are not emitting strength they're basically just giving you bad vibes so draw strength from those you love and keep moving keep sorting out your baggage as you go 
and as lost as you feel, I think when, when the baggage becomes lighter, the path becomes clearer. So, this is my 30th, 30th episode, the You and I podcast. And this is me telling you that I think, to be honest, I don't think I can see the future the same way I couldn't see the future from on on the 25th of May 2016. But I think I can see the future to tomorrow. And what that means is I, I, I think I can see into the fact that I would always appreciate my support system. I always be grateful for them. And I always try to be strong enough so that I could also be a support system to the next person. And I wish that for everyone. I wish everyone is able to have that. So, without further ado, yeah, I think that I should end this now. Have a wonderful new week. Bye. Praise God when you hit me with the Praise God, praise God, oh, praise God when you hit me with the Drunk off your kiss. Drunk off your kiss. Tastes like absinthe. Tastes like absinthe. King size spaceship. King size spaceship. Hips crash landed. This episode of the UNI podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Ha, 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 ha.